So if you're asking yourself, how much money do I actually need to make to buy a house? How much is my annual income? What's that have to be? And if you're asking yourself, and you know, how much more is a house payment than my rent payment? Can I even do this? Well, good for you. Let's find out together. All right. Hi, everybody. It's David Sedoni here, the How to Buy a Home Guy. Welcome back to the How to Buy a Home podcast. We're excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for being here. This is our podcast that helps you figure out how you buy a home. Whether you're three, four, five years out or three weeks away, we're going to try to get you all the insights that you need. The main thing that we're trying to do with this podcast, what I'm trying to help educate people is to, to let you know the secrets to turn your monthly bill, your largest monthly bill, that's your rent, into your largest automatic wealth builder. And you can probably do it a lot sooner than you think by turning you from a renter into a homeowner. This podcast is dedicated to being the only place you can get yourself educated before you're even close to buying the home. And probably before you think you should even be thinking about it. But if you do, you could save yourself tens and possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can do it, guys. All right, today we're going to get right into the meat of some nitty gritty. This should actually be one of my YouTube videos, but I decided this information based on the news that came out today on interest rates was real important. So I wanted to get out to you as quick as I can. Uh, it's been about two, two and a half months that I've started this new venture where I'm giving back to everybody and trying to share this information through the podcast because I can get this nationwide to first time buyers everywhere. So I'm trying to develop everything, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my podcast, my LinkedIn, and my YouTube all at the same time while I'm still helping people buy and sell houses and, you know, every once in a while saying hi to my family. Therefore, the YouTube page as of April is not totally up and running. So this is going to be a visual, it should be a visual podcast, but that doesn't make any sense. This should be a visual presentation, but I'm going to do it as an audio podcast. And if that's confusing to you, well, I'm kind of a confusing guy. I always like to tell people two of my favorite things in the world are NFL football and Broadway show tunes. If you got a problem with that, I will fight you. Seriously, but we're going to fight West Side Story style, which is uh, with choreography and switchblades. Okay, that's enough of that. So why are we talking about this today? We're going to talk about can you afford to buy a home? This is some really important stuff because the numbers came out today. Our interest rate, this is your mortgage interest rate. If you don't know what that is, I'm really glad you found this podcast. Go back to the beginning and start listening. We're going to talk you through all the basics. Those of you who do know what's going on with your mortgage interest rates, you're probably paying big attention to it because my parents always talked to me about when rates were 18 and 19%. When I started in the business, people used to freak out about a rate that was you know, below 6%. I got them 5.9 and they just started doing backflips for me. Today, we found out that the rates are hovering around 4.12. That's 4.12. Now, a few years ago, we got crazy and got into the threes, but that's insane. And, you know, we're at the lowest that we've been in a long time. Putting that in perspective, 2018, interest rates were at 4.6, pretty much the whole time. So where we are right now is 
at a low, low cost of your money. The bottom line is stop looking at house prices and start educating yourself and talking to someone about what's going on with the actual monthly payment. And we'll get into that in a little bit later in the podcast. So can it go lower? I don't know. Jeez. The whole time I've been in the business, people have been talking about how ridiculous rates are low. And that's going back to, you know, the beginning of uh, the end of 2005. So yeah, they should go up, but who knows? The projections right now are that we are going to get back above that 4.6 mark for the rest of 2019. So that's why I want to talk to you guys today to say, if you think you're close, then it's probably good to get the ball rolling and get started and get out there. Talk to your realtor, talk to a lender. If you have questions about those things, you can always email or hit me up on Facebook or on Instagram. I can get you pointing in the right direction and talking to the right people. And there's tons of other information in some of our other podcasts. So let me give you the numbers. This is where we should get visual. So if you're on the treadmill or if you're driving on your way to work, you got to use your, your visual part of your brain a little bit, okay? Let me give you some basic numbers on how much money does it take to buy a house? How much do I have to make? How much is my monthly payment? What does that monthly payment entail? Well, I'm going to give you some average numbers. Now, the thing about buying a house is everybody wants to tell you that they know exactly how it works. Let me tell you something. Unless you locked in a loan and bought a house yesterday, I'm not kidding. Yesterday, nobody's information is current and up to date. Yes, a lot of things are similar. I always kind of compare it to a pregnancy, and I think I may have even said that before on the podcast. Everybody likes to tell you about their pregnancy, but everybody's pregnancy is different. And I think it's even, there's even less things in common when it comes to buying a house because interest rates change daily throughout the day. And that's just one part of what's going on. We're also watching prices and everything else that goes on. So this is based on an average individual with a minimum consumer debt. That means you're not maxed out to the hilt on all your credit cards. And don't worry if you have a student loan because the student loans, yes, it can be a hindrance to many, many buyers, but your monthly payment is what they're looking at, not the gross total. And yes, I said gross total because it is pretty damn gross how much some of these student loans are. So this is for an average person, and I don't mean you know average personality. I'm talking about someone who's uh, looking at about a 22% tax bracket and a regular debt. And I'll get into that a little bit more as we go forward. Here comes the visual. Ready? Again, this is a podcast for folks all over the country. I know we have people who listen in some of the high, high-priced areas. So you might giggle at this first one. But let's talk about how much it costs to buy a home for $109,486,000. Just to let you know that I'm being very specific. This was an actual algorithm and formula that was created. Now, this was created based on a 4.75 interest rate because we made this uh, just a few weeks ago before we got this huge dip. But if you want a $100,000 house, your estimated total payment is $838. That's on a 3% down payment. That's 3,000 or yeah, so you know, right around $3,000, okay? So there again, I know it's supposed to be visual, but think about it. 3,000 bucks down, you can get a $100,000 house and your payment's $838 a month. Now, what does that payment include? You ready? Here comes your first real estate acronym. My favorite thing in the world. 
P-I-T-I. Pity, as in I pity the fool. Whoa, dated myself there. P-I-T-I. That's your principal and your interest. That's your mortgage payment. You pay the principal and the interest on the loan. And then your T is your taxes, which again can be something that varies. So if your brother or your cousin or your friend bought a house and they said their taxes were X, your taxes might be X minus $300, $400 a year. In this particular scenario, the taxes are at $167 a month. The principal and interest, $554. The taxes, $167. The last I, P-I-T-I, for insurance. You got to have homeowner's insurance. Now, remember this. If you've got a condo or a townhome, a lot of that insurance actually gets paid through your HOA fees. But in this particular scenario, we're looking at $67. And finally, your mortgage insurance. Now, what's mortgage insurance? We're going to do a whole podcast about that later, but let me go real quick, okay? To have the privilege of being able to buy a home for under 20%, and in some cases under 10%, we can do 80-10-10 loans. I'll explain that later on too, but just know you don't need to have full 20% down to not have mortgage insurance. But there are a lot of people that hate mortgage insurance. It's a payment that you pay just like your car insurance or your health insurance. It's there to protect the bank. In case you leave the house, can't afford your payments anymore, need to get foreclosed on, the bank wants to make sure they get their money back. So if you're not going to put 20% down, which is the cushion that they need, then they're going to ask you to pay a monthly insurance premium. And that's MI, also known as PMI. What I tell people all the time is, man, you know, David, yeah, I got the 3% down right now, but I don't want to pay that stupid MI. I'm going to wait. And I'll go, cool. How long did it take you to save that 3%? A year? Okay, let's do the math. If you're taking and trying to save 3% a year, try to get the extra 17% to get to 20% down so that you can avoid the MI. See, have I boggled your brain yet? Too many numbers, too fast talking. Yeah. So people who hate Am I say, I'm going to wait until I can save 20%. If you just let me take the imaginary whiteboard in your brain, I could draw out for you all of the pros and cons of that, all of the things that you would do while you're waiting to save. If you're trying to save that 17%, you could be paying yourself instead of paying your landlord. So that could be $25,000, a year that you could be paying into your house, which will eventually give you equity and be the largest part of probably your savings account. So if it takes you two, three years, you know, you've thrown $150,000 of rent away as opposed to giving it to yourself. So the numbers are really easy. MI is a privilege. It's a privilege for you to be able to buy a house with just 3% down. So you just got to factor it in as one of your expenses. Okay, so let's get these breakdowns and I'm going to rip these out for you right now. $100,000 house, your total payments, eight. dollars That includes P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, insurance. All right, that this is at a 4.75 interest rate with a $3,000 down payment. Now, on this particular scenario that we created for uh, Joe and Jane Beyer, the first-timer family, we've got their monthly obligations at about $400 in debt. And that puts their current, well, that and then the rest of their other monthly bills 
It puts their DTI, ooh, there comes another one, debt to income ratio. David, what the hell does DTI mean? It means how much money you make, pay your bills, that's your debt. All your bills, that's your debt to your income ratio. If we put it in a percentage, you take, I make $1,000 a month, I got $500 in bills, bam, you're 50% DTI. Make sense? So in this one, the annual income you need is $30,000 to buy a $100,000 house, $400 in monthly obligations, and your debt to income ratio, you got to be a little under 50%. Moving on. You want a home for 200. This is actually for 207, 709, $207,000, 709. For that, we're looking at an estimated payment of 1456. Sound familiar to anybody? So maybe you're looking at principal and interest on that one at 1052, taxes at 250, insurance at 67, mortgage insurance at 87. And so that's your total at 1000. $456 a month. Now, one of the things I didn't mention in the last one was when you own a home, you get a gigantic tax break. I am throwing so many numbers at you right now. I'm not even going to get into the tax thing, but you got to trust me on this. I've sat down with numerous first-time buyers. Right now, uh, I'm ringing the bell, ding, ding, 79 first-time home buyers for David Sidonian Associates and several more happening with other great realtors all over the country because I've been able to talk to people and help them figure out who to talk to, to get their first home. And the biggest thing we tell people is your deductions on your taxes, your W-2, you know, when you're filling out, I forget which one you get, either W-2 or your W-4, you fill one out and then you get one in the mail. When you fill that out, the deductions, most of us claim zero and one, you're going to get a giant tax break. And I'll explain this way in detail later, but you can increase your deductions and then increase your monthly paycheck. And then at the end of the year, you don't have to pay anything extra because they were going to give you a big fat tax rebate because you're a homeowner, not a renter. Pretty cool thing. So if you're paying $1,400 right now, you can probably, with the big tax break that you get, afford $1,700, $1,800, $1,900 a month. So if you're paying $1,000 a month, you might be able to afford this $1,456. $200,000 home at, again, a 4.75 interest rate. It's going to cost you $1,500 a month. Your down payment's going to be $6,000. Your annual income, $45,000. So you can get a $200,000 home with an annual income of $45,000. Now, let's move into $300,000. That might be sounding more like, for those of you guys in the expensive areas, either a nice single little condo to get you started and a townhome. $60,000 annual income. That's what you need. All right. And your estimated payment with the PITI and a little MI, $2,075. So you can get a $300,000 house if you make 60 grand a year and you pay $2,000 a month in your payment. Your estimated down payment is about $9,000. You will have some closing costs on top of that, but we'll talk about that another day. And one last thing. I forgot to mention it in the mortgage insurance. Don't freak out about the mortgage insurance. Once that your loan is actually down, the equity in your house has grown, and then your loan that you currently have is 78% of the equity you have in the property, then your MI goes away. 
So it doesn't stay with you forever. Once the bank feels that cushion, that just over 20% cushion for them, they're going to drop that MI right off. So what does that mean? You put 3% right down right now. Well, that means you've got to get another 19% in appreciation. Or if you get a big inheritance, boom, you pay it down and your MI goes away. Although there are better ways to use that inheritance because leverage is important. But we'll talk about that. So $300,000, $60,000 income, $2,000 payment. Full PITI, $25.98. If you're looking for a $400,000 house, $2,600 a month. If you've got a $72,700 annual income. So what do I need, David? There's the answer. $72,000 a year. $2,600 $2,600 a month payment. Again, if you're paying $22 or $21 right now with the tax benefits, you can probably easily afford $26 without feeling any change to your monthly bills. No FOMO for you. Of course, you will have to save your down payment of $12,000 and maybe about $10,000 in closing costs. Now, getting to $500,000, you're going, Sedoni, are you nuts? $500,000, that's not a first-time buyer. Well, you must be one of my podcast listeners somewhere else in North America, not living in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Miami, Chicago, Dallas, New York City. Oh, goodness, things are expensive all over. We're looking at $504,000, well, exactly, $504,038. And that's going to cost you $3,106 a month. And you need to be making 85 grand. So if you, or if you and your partner, or you and the partner that you would like to buy this home with, which can be your roommate or your friend or your buddy, if we're talking about combined income at $85,000, your monthly payment's $3,106 for everything. Your down payment is about 25 grand on that. I don't know why they did 25 grand there. That's 4.96%. That's a little higher than normal. So let's call it, you know, 18-ish or 15-ish if we're doing an exact 3%. And then you've got, you know, same thing about $10,000 in closing costs there. So I went super quick, rambled a whole bunch of numbers. But the bottom line is if you are making and you have decent credit and not too much debt and you're making... 60 grand, you can get a $300,000 loan. And in fact, people are so excited, they are ringing my doorbell. Did you hear that? That's pretty cool. And so $60,000 a year, you can get a $300,000 home. $72,000 a year, $400,000 home. And $85,000 a year, you can get a $500,000 home. And now they are knocking at my door. So somebody is really excited about all these numbers. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, that was someone looking for my daughter. Not someone looking to buy a house, but that's okay. We'll take all takers here. So that's the basic numbers to let you figure out if you want to buy a house. If you want to get deeper in some of the information, some of the whys behind buying a house, there's a ton of information in my first few episodes. You want to get in some of the details about if you're getting closer and you want to interview a realtor, we've got a whole episode based on how to interview a realtor. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There are a lot of really, unfortunately, green and novice agents that a lot of times get thrown to you, the buyer's agent. 
There's a whole episode about that. I really, really encourage you to listen to that before you go out and try to find an agent on your own. Also, I am helping people find agents who are buyer focused with tons of experience. Someone who's going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and probably not lose your dream house. Well, maybe not hundreds of thousands, but sometimes, yeah, maybe tens of thousands for sure. We got one, two, three, four, five, six folks that we've helped already all over the country from Hawaii to Atlanta to New York, some folks in Los Angeles, a little further north for me. And then in Denver, we actually got someone in escrow. Most of them are just starting their plan, but you know, you can email me, david at davidsidoni.com. Hit me up on Instagram at davidsidoni, S-I-D-O-N-I, first name, standard spelling. And of course, you can always uh, you know, put something down in the comments and the reviews, which would be really, really great if you did subscribe to the podcast. This is a labor of love, a passion project for me, trying to get this information out to everybody all around the country and uh, in Canada as well. This is just good information to help you figure out what you need to do. davidsidoni.com is the website to find all the videos as well as all the transcripts and the blogs on every single one of these episodes. So if you've got a friend who's a reader, send them to davidsidoni.com. I am the How to Buy a Home Guy. Really excited to have you here. Rate, review us. I do listen to everything that you guys write down. I got a review the other day. Someone said, I want more content. So bam, was that enough content for you? Uh, <laughs> and we can get into, if you have questions and you'd like to know more about the actual process, when, if you're closer than the folks who are possibly two or three years out, tell me specifically what you'd like to hear. I've got a whole list of podcast ideas that we're going to be doing as we move forward. Again, the website's davidsidoni.com. Thanks so much to everybody. I hope that these numbers help you out. I hope that they encourage you. Don't worry if you're out there and you're young. Uh, it probably means that you've got some upward mobility and you will be getting salary increases. People are always excited when people are folks who have a plan and who are responsible. And not necessarily, that doesn't mean boring and stuffy. But if you've got a plan and you are one of those people at work that says, renting is a, an evil necessity, but it sucks and we shouldn't have to do it especially when you see those numbers. If you're paying $1,500, $2,000, $2,500 a month, you could be in a condo that's very, very similar to your apartment. Keep going, keep plugging away. Call, text, email anytime with any questions. And remember, you can do this. We'll talk to you next time.